Oh, hey there, folks. I am Dave Holmes. Welcome to the show that pits teams of funny people against each other in a pop culture battle royale. We're going to throw our contestants through a verbal showdown to determine who has dominance over the societal landscape and thus whose opinions are simply fact. You're listening to Troubled Waters. Our first contestant is an improviser. You can see him performing regularly at UCB here in LA, Kale Hills. Hello. Kale Hills sounds like a farm. Yes. And much like a farm, I grow every day. Great. <laughs> I love it. Kale, you and I did a pilot together. Yes, that was such a treat. That was a that blast. Was fun. Yeah, it was like a short form improv, a very similar to Who's Line kind of thing. Yeah. And it was just a. I thought it was a treat from top to bottom. It was. Apparently it was NBC so much didn't fun. agree. Yeah, it was so much fun. <laughs> NBC completely passed on it. Great. Well, you know, maybe on Peacock. Yes. We could try for Peacock. I was gonna say I didn't we need premium cable. Do you think? Streaming. Yeah. So we're just gonna go right past Quibi? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll skip Quibi. I'll be damned. Yeah. You got a real cocky attitude, Kale Hills. Well, you have to. I guess so. Our second contestant co-hosts the wrestling podcast Tights and Fights here on Maximum Fun. It's Lindsay Kelk. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. Thank well, you. What's going on in the world of wrestling that uh, oh, we should so know much. about? Uh, just recently we had the Royal Rumble. Right. Which is a very exciting event. For yeah. wrestling fans. And how did and just that wrestling fans. all shake out? Uh, there was a rumble. People rumbled. Sure. Um, and then someone won it. Okay. It's pretty great. I mean, it's okay. This is a, a, a safe space <laughs> for spoilers. Who did Okay, win it? yeah. So Drew McIntyre won the men's rumble, and then Charlotte Flair, daughter of Ric Flair, who oh. I'm sure some people will know, uh, won sure. the women's rumble. I'll be darned. Yeah. Good all kinds her. of shade, though, right? Oh, and promos kinds. and anger. Just, and... yep, shade thrown willy-nilly. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, rate the Royal Rumble. Oh, it's a difficult one because the women's yeah. was a solid nine out of ten. Wow. It was a great rumble. It's only their third ever one. Okay. The third ever women's Royal Rumble, which uh -huh. is bonkers. Men's Royal Rumble uh, was a rumble of two parts. The first half was just Brock Lesnar kicking people in the face and throwing them out of the ring uh -huh. for a good 15, 20 minutes, which you can only watch that for so long. Yeah. Uh, and then it sort of picked up and hit a second gear. So I would give that more of a six and a half. Wow. Mm. Lindsay's got some notes. I do. I have so many. There you go. Ask me afterwards. Our third contestant is an actress you can see on Creep Show and Bosch and a ton of video games. Karen Strassman. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Strassman or Strassman? I say Strassman because people don't put a U in it. There you go. But some of my family members say Strassman. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of different things so can really be true. Really, whatever at the same time. you want to. Say. Going with Strassman. Depending on your accent. Going to Strassman. Uh, tell me about Creepshow. I was uh, David Arquette's F buddy. Nice. And uh, yeah, we uh, we were horrible people in a horrible town and yeah. we got our comeuppance. Yeah. And it was very bloody and fun and I got to spend hours on set until four in the morning covered in blood and goo and zombie guts. and wow. uh, Horror is so much fun. You know, you're beaming as you talk about it. <laughs> I know. And it's funny because I can't watch it because it gives me nightmares. Yeah. I, I don't watch horror, but I love being in horror. I love shooting horror. Uh-huh. How was David Arquette? He is he's wonderful. He's, he's um he's just fun, authentic, wrestler. Professional wrestler. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, great guy. Definitely great guy. one of my longest standing and most inexplicable crushes, David Arquette. I think it's That's understandable. Do you think? <laughs> I think that's splicable. I don't yeah. know. No? Okay, well, let's meet our fourth and final <laughs> contestant. I don't know about and that. Get to the bottom of it. He's got a monthly sketch show at UCB called Cool Great Fun. You can also check out his music video, Convertible, A Car Without a Roof, performed by his drag alter ego stepmom. It's Chad Westbrook. <laughs> Hello, Dave. How are you? I'm good. I'm All good. Right. Thanks for having me. Okay, so you're giving me a little bit of guff when it comes to David Arquette. He's got kind of like a snaky, like slimy vibe to me. I think that's it. I know. Actually. I think people like that. But I for me, it's that's like- what it is. Like you can't trust him. But I guess it's just like a hookup crowd. Okay. I yeah. don't know. I think that's you kind <laughs> you of You sleep it right with on the head. Dave Arquette. Yes. You don't lock it down. You if it's F Mary Kill, you F. You F him. You do not F. You F him. Uh, Kale? I would you know what I'm realizing is the crush is not on David Arquette, it's on his character from screen. <laughs> oh an oh. idiot. Yeah. Okay. A big idiot. I would marry that guy in a heartbeat. A uh. big squirrely dum dum. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see the appeal. <laughs> yeah, someone you kinda have to take care of. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. We're getting uh, some insight. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. And I, I would jump in and defend David Arquette too, because in life he's actually not that slimy. No, I, I know, mean, I know. I'm... Yeah, we really he's, just no, he's went like after. so yeah. he is so honest about all of his sh- He's yeah. so yeah. honest and down to earth about it. And it's so refreshing as opposed to most people who have all that but try and hide it. Sure. And he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I did that. This is now a David Arquette stand podcast. <laughs> I think yeah. so. Because yeah. his what wrestling persona is also adorable. It's what, say what? He's adorable when he's wrestling now. He, he's great. Is he's he, still tagging. Is he current? Yes. Oh, oh yes. Cool. He's tagging on the indies with a young uh, Canadian wrestler called RJ City. Oh, that's um, really They wrestle as Arquette he, City and they are fantastic. Oh, nice. is, he, yeah. is he good? Is he evil? Is he, um, does he have is he a heel he trickery? He seems quite charming. Yeah. RJ is a heel. Okay. So the, I guess technically they are a heel tag team, but our, um, David tends to be the more delighted. He loves wrestling so much when you're watching it. You can just see how enthused and happy he is to just mm, be doing anything. Funny. She's uh, got a special yeah. joy. Great. Yes, he is, really I think he is heart. a man who's full of joy. I'll be darned. We've introduced our players. Now it is time to determine teams. Lately, we have noticed a lot of people find themselves in troubled waters, just like the title of this show. (laughs) We've asked our guests to think of someone. It could be a person. It could be a company. It could be a a hallowed institution that you think needs a cultural life preserver. Each team will champion their cause, whichever proves their point. Most forcefully in today's games will gain the authority. They will rule. Their opinion on this matter will officially (laughs) become Fact, within the walls of this recording studio and your earbuds, it is 100% binding. Okay? Okay. Like, for example, this week I might go with Lizzo, who I think got a little bit of a raw deal at the Grammys. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, how could she not have won Best New Artist, except for the fact that she's been active in recording for at least six years? How (laughs) could uh, uh, Truth Hurts not win Song of the Year, except for the fact that it's two years old? I think she should have had a much bigger night. Billie Eilish, I think you're terrific. But- I would go for Lizzo. If if I were playing, I would go for yeah, Lizzo. Yeah, absolutely. Kale and Lindsay, who or what are you playing for? What do you want to what do you want to shine a light on? We are going to uh advocate for the work of Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh. The oeuvre of the mm-hmm. the overall oeuvre of Andrew Maybe. Lloyd Webber. Absolutely. Who is having one motherfucker of a time right now because of cats, mm-hmm. which is legitimately Absolute garbage, and even worse in the movies. Yeah. It's... Do you not agree, Lindsay? I've seen it three times. You've seen I've the movie seen it three, three times. times. Okay. Yes. Did you see the stage show ever? Yes. Okay. Which did you prefer? Just for the record. They're both 
abysmal right in their own special glorious wonderful life affirming way right would be my take yeah they rewrote a bunch of stuff that they didn't need to rewrite they did a bunch of things <laughs> they did a I whole... mean none of it needed to happen right. I think that's where the argument falls down where it's like they changed things they didn't have to yeah they just didn't need to do it right what do you get on the second and third viewing that you do not yeah, so the question. first time <laughs> you see it I feel like it's such an overwhelming experience of yeah. what the yeah may I use oh, absolutely. curse words Please. what the fuck is happening yeah. Yeah. from the very opening moments where the Cat is in the clouds as as a as the music I as a film starts. About that. There's a yeah. cat in the cloud made of clouds, and from that moment in, you know exactly what you're in for. But it's every moment of it unfurls it. in an un, yes entirely unprocessed. You cannot yeah. figure out what is happening. Uh, the second time you see it, also if you saw it pre-patch or post-patch, uh, because. Pre. The producers yeah. had to. They, the, oh the, yeah, me too. They had yeah. to send out a po- a patched version to fix some of the shoddy like special effects. The hands effects. and the feet. <laughs> the hands yeah. and the feet and everything. Yeah. Um, so the second <laughs> time I saw it, I guess I was kind of watching for the changes a little bit, and the then the third viewing. time I saw it, I took a friend who hadn't seen it, uh, and we saw it in a completely empty movie theater. <laughs> and I have to genuinely say, it was one of the best two hours of my life yeah. because yeah. he. I got to watch him experience what I had experienced the first time around yeah. whilst sort of singing along, anticipating all the glorious fuck-ups. Yeah, you got to be like when someone does mushrooms for the first time. And, and just sits like and that. holds their hand and yeah, says, that's come beautiful. with me through this magical journey <laughs> What a gorgeous cats. thing. Yeah. What yeah. a gorgeous thing. At what point during Cats did you just fully disassociate, Kale? The cockroaches. Thank you. Same here. <laughs> Same. The cockroaches, which are, well, my, <laughs> this is... That's when I first realized the problem of scale in the movie. Yeah, yes. that was a huge I issue. I couldn't tell how big or small anything was, and it seemed like it was constantly changing. The human foot in the beginning of the film is <laughs> yeah. two centimeters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And they all exist in a world that's an empty city where all of the ads are cat puns. They're playing very fast and loose with London geography throughout I would imagine the movie, they are. Which was my one thing that kept annoying me and all my friends kept saying, that, that's it, that's yeah. the thing. And I'm like, there is no train track. This goes to Big Ben. <laughs> yeah. uh, and really, I should have had much, much bigger problems. Uh, uh, but yeah. So Chad and Karen, yeah. what you got? What are you going to defend? We're taking on something that I think hasn't been thought of in a long time. It's okay. really important. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. We want to bring back Renaissance paintings. Renaissance Ooh. paintings. The long okay. lost art. Yeah. You know, why is that? No one sits anymore. <laughs> so you just want someone to have to sit for a long period of time. Yeah. Well, you think about it, it and y- y- all these women who take these selfies of themselves naked uh-huh. but nobody has the courage or the patience to sit for days the on a cold rug in a castle yeah. without any clothes on you've but, actually convinced me already yeah I i'm absolutely. on your side to begin with but i'm gonna need some more is is there actual like cultural like are we moving away from the renaissance painting th- is the renaissance painting canceled i think yeah i think the world has um has canceled Renaissance paintings. I think a long time ago, actually, and we just didn't yeah. really. I think people don't, people don't sit. People don't have patience, and it's also like no one trains themselves in that way anymore. It's true, you know. It's very true. Yeah. All right. Well, it's Andrew Lloyd Webber <laughs> versus Renaissance paintings. Yeah. Thank you. Why not? Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber versus Renaissance. That's those are long. Uh, so let's say cats <laughs> versus sitting. <laughs> Cats are just saying, keep your team names at the ready. You will need them as your buzz in words as we move forward. Let's start the show with a round we are calling Everything's Totally Fact. They say you're entitled to your own opinions, but not your own facts. 
We here at Troubled Waters disagree. We think you're entitled to whatever you like, honey. So in this round, I want you to show how suited you are to our modern post-truth world. I'm going to give you an honest-to-goodness objective fact. You have to argue and persuade me that it is wrong. You can use any rhetorical modes you like, okay? Just make it in English because I'm not that smart. Uh, question number one for Team Andrew Lloyd Webber. Man walked on the moon. Why is that just utter garbage? I mean, it's just not true, is it? <laughs> That's basically all. It's yeah. just not true. I mean, you've not got to dig far into the internet, which I know we all like to do. Mm-hmm. It clearly just didn't happen. Yeah, I also don't believe in the moon landing. Yeah. It was faked on a uh, soundstage. Kubrick shot it. Um, Good friends with Andrew Lloyd Webber. You know what? But what I would <laughs> what I would throw back to you is why do you need him to have done that? It sounds like you really want him to have walked on the moon <laughs> for some reason. And I would just first interrogate yourself and see what's going on to say. Yeah, like, what is it about you that that's so in crucial? you that you need to believe it? Because I think we can all look at the moon and see it. Why do we need to know that yeah. we went there? He walked on the moon. He didn't know? walk on the moon. I'm practicing self-care in 2020. So <laughs> yeah. What is the sound of one hand clapping? Yeah. Did we walk on the moon? These mm-hmm. are things we just have to live with. I truly wish this was a video podcast so you could see the way, the accusing way that they're yeah. looking at me. I know. And making me question my most closely held beliefs. Uh, Team Renaissance Paintings. Uh, when the sun is out, it's daytime. Well, why is that? Well, I mean, wrong. well, I think that's completely <laughs> arrogant and egocentric. I mean, Thank you. take Fuck our you. friends in China. Now, we yeah. see the sun. Oh, hell yeah. Here we are. This is the track. <laughs> see, is it daytime for them just because the sun is out for us? Yeah. Wow. Global. Think globally. And that's the bumper sticker. <laughs> Again, I'm convinced. You guys yeah. are really good. Yeah. I'm glad we have you here. And honestly, you guys were neck and neck. That uh, points in that round go to Team Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. Truly, because I'm afraid of what will happen if I don't give them <laughs> those points. The look is rough. Now let's move on to a round we're calling Weather Predicting Rodent Appreciation Day. Normally at this point in the show, we would ask our guests to share an amusing anecdote from their lives, reward them for how good they are at talking about themselves. But... Groundhog Day is right around the corner, so we decided to change it up a little bit. In the spirit of Bill Murray's non-Scrooged holiday hit, we're going to ask you to Russian doll your own life. We want you to think about a day of your life that if you had the chance, you would live over and over again. Okay? And one day. One day. And just give us some highlights. Okay? And for bonus points, maybe a couple things you might do differently in those time loops to help improve the day. Anybody can just jump right in. I can go. Sure. I mean, it feels earnest. Yeah. Is that okay? Yes. Um, it's necessary. Also, I'm promoting drug use. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> the first time I ever did mushrooms was so fun. And um, uh, I think it's like a drug that I, I you don't do a ton in your life, maybe. Maybe you do. But um, the first time I did it was with just like a bunch of really close friends out in nature. And I felt like, oh, my God, like this like lightness and this like, uh, like release and connection with friends and all these things. I um, mean, I was really anxious going into it, and I just remember like that whole day felt like nothing could be better than this. Where were you? How old were you? I was in Big Bear. I was. This was like two years ago, so I would have been twenty-eight. I was with like four of my closest friends. We had a, an Airbnb and yeah. like laid in a hammock together, like cuddling under the stars, and it was just like a very perfect mushroom experience. This is the second time mushrooms have come up in this podcast. Really? Are we going to do drugs together? We should. Yeah. It kind of sounds yeah. that way. Uh, anybody else? I would 100% relive my fifth birthday. Ah. Yeah, in a heartbeat. You were on mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, I was on. <laughs> uh, so I was on mushrooms. Um, I was turning five, and we went to 
putt putt. We did mini golf, oh. uh, which it was an absolute joy. Uh, the whimsy of the course was amazing to me at the time. Of course. But the main thing I remember was the cake. My mom made me like a very nice cake. She took a cake and cut the, um, she cut it into the shape of a dragon and then made it look like the like fire that the dragon was breathing. Yeah. Your mom's cool. It was very sweet. She's a very, very kind lady. Sometimes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She made the like fire breathing from the dragon be like the candy was spilling out of its mouth. It was just, it was a hoot. And all my friends were there. That's all you, all these answers are just going to be when you were with the people you care about. Yeah. The only thing I would change is my brother wasn't born yet. I'm a, uh, oh my God. (laughs) I know. Everyone's eyeing. Unbelievably pure of heart. Uh, Who else has a day to live over and over? People like their families that much. Like we are well, so different. But also I'm trying to go <laughs> way back to the past. No, so. that's true. It's hard. I guess um if I had to choose a day that I could do over and do it slightly differently, but it was still pretty great was um last year I was making a film with ESPN about women wrestlers uh-huh. and I got to interview a bunch of women wrestlers and a bunch of people from wrestling, including Stephanie McMahon, who's daughter of Vince McMahon, helps run the company. Uh, And I got to go to WrestleMania and walk around the ring. And there was a moment during a women's battle royal where we were stood right next to the ring. And one of the very helpful producers who really didn't care if we got thrown out or not was like, get in the ring. And I froze. I was like, no. And she's like, get in the ring. Uh, oh. And it just kept coming in my ear, and I did not get in the ring. Oh, no. And it remained like, what was the worst that was going to happen? They were going to pull me out the ring and send us home. They weren't going to like put me in jail forever. It remains one of my great disappointments in life. Oh. Could have gotten the ring. Could have oh, been at WrestleMania in Giant Stadium. But it was a super, super cool fun day, regardless. Should have gotten the ring. I think it'll still happen for you. I don't if know you, why. If you, yeah, if you did go, like, around. if you did relive that moment, like, the perfect way, wh- yes. how would it happen? Oh, I feel like there was so many people in that ring, and as much as I love professional wrestling, that company gives zero shits about their women. They might not have even known. I could have been in there for a hot minute. I feel like I could have thrown someone over the top rope, and they would have been like, oh, there's Paige. She's English, too. Now she's blonde. And they would have been okay with it. Uh, but yeah, I do feel like I would have attempted to like be like, hey, hi, met you earlier. Nice to meet you. Over you go. Uh, and I just uh, think I would have had a grand old time. Oh, it's fantastic. I like that idea. Karen? A bunch of years ago, I was on the Big Island in Hawaii, and um, there's a snorkeling place that the locals go to called Two Step. And I love water, like water is swimming in water. So I went, and and they have the, you kind of go off this rock, and there's all this beautiful coral and the fish. And then if you keep swimming a little further, it just drops. And there's just miles and miles of ocean. It just drops. And for some reason, I was compelled to swim out there, and I just kept swimming. I don't know why. And a little voice in my head said, Karen, you should, you should turn around and go back to shore. And part of me was just like, no, I'm free. I'm swimming. And um, like that, in a split second, I was surrounded by dolphins. You're basically Moana. Maybe. No, you but, are. But it wasn't like they crept up on me and or I saw them coming in a distance. Just like I blinked and they were, it was like poof. And literally, literally, literally time stood still. And they and they swam at my pace because they're much faster than a human being, and they just stayed and swam with me and they're swam like at curious my pace. About you. Yeah, and they were like <laughs> as they were as close to me. I could have reached out and touched one. I don't know what they thought. Yeah, <laughs> they probably were. They're so smart. Yeah, yeah. they they're talk like, to each other. 
Hello. But it was it was <laughs> extraordinary. I mean, just wow. it was like time and space and anything I was familiar with just stood still. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I would go back there in a heartbeat. That's beautiful. Yeah. So who won, Dave? Well, Karen made me <laughs> yeah. do mushrooms. Karen made me feel like I was on mushrooms. Yeah. You guys won that one. <laughs> it's one to one so far on Troubled Waters. We're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back. We've all made mistakes in book club, right? You drink a little too much. You don't actually read the book. And if you're under the bubble in Fairhaven... Your individual will get subsumed by the collective. Hey, maybe I just let him go and whip us up some guac. We do not require guac. We require only nutrients and expansion. You will become book club. You will eat, pray, and love with us. Join book club. Bubble, the sci-fi comedy from MaximumFun.org. Just open your podcast app and search for Bubble. Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. With me, here to argue that Andrew Lloyd Webber is not history's greatest monster, Lindsay Kelk, Kale Hills, and here to make the case that Renaissance painting should come back. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, sure. <laughs> Karen Strassman and Chad Westbrook. Our next round is called Not Your Grandma's Oscars. Uh, word ceremonies are unbelievably boring. That fucking Grammys the other night almost killed me. If you're, if you're going to make me listen to uh, uh, I Sing the Body Electric from Fame, you can't do it at eleven thirty. No, right at the right at the top. You gotta do that right at the top. <laughs> yeah, at the top. When I'm nice open. and awake. Yeah. You open <laughs> where they sing the body electric. Anyway. Uh, award ceremonies, as I just mentioned, unbelievably boring. A lot of successful people telling a lot of other successful people how successful they are. It's a drag. It's all best actor and best actress and best costume design and all that nonsense. Held together by a host or not, if you're the Oscars. Dull! So we've decided to offer a way forward with better award categories. I'm going to name the categories. I want you to buzz in with your buzz-in words, which is sitting in cats, and tell me who you think ought to win two points for whoever I deem the winner in each category. Category number one, most embarrassing movie to watch with your family. Cats. Cats. It's going to be Hustlers. Oh, yeah? Tell me why. That's a difficult time. I mean, I had a really unpleasant experience watching uh, inappropriate movies with my family growing up because we would watch anything and my parents didn't really understand boundaries or limits for children. Yeah. Hustlers is just going to put you in a place where not only is it a little bit awkward to be watching J-Lo doing the dancing and all of the other shenanigans, which I don't really want to watch my parents, but you're going to have to explain a bunch of stuff too. Like there's going to be a lot of social media explaining. There's a lot of timeline dancing. uh, And there's also explaining why you own that bikini and the fur coat, uh, why your parents know that you have that upstairs in your closet. Mm -hmm. Solid, solid choice. Uh, Team Renaissance. Cats. Cats, why? Okay, this is my experience watching Cats a little bit. It was, I started to, and I'm afraid to say this, but. Okay. I started to sexualize them. Well, I mean, you have to. Okay. It's normal. Yeah. I don't okay. think it was you. It was everyone. Yeah. It was that. The movie begs the question. The movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, <laughs> the movie begs the question. What if you want to fuck a cat? <laughs> yeah. That's Damn. the premise of. And I think sitting with your family and experiencing that together. And wanting to fuck a cat. Because everyone wouldn't. No one would communicate it, but I just know that everyone would have that feeling mm-hmm. internally. And then you'd all walk away being like, I thought about having sex with a cat while I was with my family. Yeah. And that's I feel like really letting a cat. Out of the bag. bag. The more awkward part of that would be that your parents have seen the stage show and the stage show is like a thousand times hornier than the movie. Yeah. 
that was the only side of it to me where I'm like, this isn't horny enough. Yeah. <gasps> oh. Like, but uh, that's if, and I feel like parents and grandparents yeah. are the ones that saw the stage show. Yeah. But so then they'd that be would, like watching it being like, I'm disappointed yeah. I'm not as horny it's as like, I was Like, why is this turned to softcore when <laughs> I was expecting some like yeah. legit nuzzling? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chad, which cat specifically did you want to fuck? Uh, I can't remember their names, but the, um, I think the magician cat got me. What's his name? Oh, Magical Mr. Mistopheles. Mr. Mistopheles. Mr. Mistopheles, yeah. He was, yeah, you could tell he was handsome. Yeah. And yeah. he had sort of like a, um, like, like a, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try to do like a British, like, like, um, foolish kind of like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, like a Hugh Grant effect. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah kind of bumbling. What's yeah. the Elvis one? The Elvis cat, Rum Tum Tugger? Rum Tum The Rum Tum Tugger. <laughs> yeah. Is it something? Something? I don't remember. I remember certain things, but I not. I do him. Well, every. Really? Oh, Jason Rulo? Right. Where they yeah. had to like digitally erase his. I mean, this is it. They digitally <laughs> erased like his. Like they did Instagram. Bold. It wasn't yeah. nearly as horny as it could have been. Jeez. I'm interested in Skimbleshanks, the rail me cat. The rail me cat. Is <laughs> he the train? Oh, he's yeah. The, he's the railway cat. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he's going to run the train. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to run the train. <laughs> Talk about scale. When he was on the train tracks, he was. His whole body fit onto like one also, of the little like, things. Also, like, don't run on what? train tracks, kids. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. really dangerous. Wild uh, movie. There was also the one who was sort of with Victoria the whole time, and we never really got his name. Yeah, Monkle Strap. Monkle oh. Strap. His but, name is Monkle Strap, which is why I think did we they just ever didn't say bother. It out loud? No. Why uh. would you say it out loud? <laughs> I would also consider changing my name to nothing. Yeah. Monkle Strap. All right. Points to uh, the Renaissance for that one because yeah. you really did make an excellent point. And yes, am I following the real life people who play? Both of those characters? Yes. Are you? Yes, I am. Are they handsome? On Instagram. They're both very handsome. Cut They're both this. very handsome. Uh, next category. <laughs> most foreign film. Not best foreign film. Most foreign film. I mean, cats. I don't disagree with you. <laughs> I truly did not understand what world I was living in. I yeah, that has to be true. I mean, <laughs> and like the plan was edibles and then Alamo Draft House. And it, we went on New Year's Day, and it was like it was still a little dusty from the night before. I was like, I might be emotionally too fragile to, for that experience. I absolutely was. I would still be living in the bathroom of the Alamo Draft House. It was so utterly bizarre <laughs> and foreign and scary and sexy. Yeah, and you feel. Like, like the horniness is weird when it's accompanied with, like, I'm so lost and, like, need some anchor. Yeah. Yeah. And Jennifer Hudson with a snot on the face. I know. What was going on there? Yeah. I mean, did they put that on it with felt CGI? Like did, yeah. Oh, I feel like that was her crowning moment. I feel like this is where it all <laughs> makes sense to me because I feel like everyone involved got the phone call. Yeah. Right? And they were like, mm -hmm. it's Tom Hooper. He is an Oscar-winning director. He made Les Mis. Anne Hathaway got the Oscar for his last musical. Yeah. It's Cats. You're going to sing Memory. You're going to do the yeah. Elaine Page. This is the moment. And she Absolutely. was just like, ching, ching, ching. Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. Yeah. This is the best. She just she started came producing in, Flam right just did, Yeah. Like literally just start drinking a lot of dairy products. You know, just get there. Get there. Uh -huh. And then she showed up on the day and was like, and she was in a different film to everyone else, it's but true. she meant it. And I think that's why Cats is a success because everyone there meant it so bad. So yeah, like yeah, everyone yeah. got so the true. call and on paper it all made so much sense. I think that's why it has this new second life as, as something people gonna, are going to seek out because everything that's wrong with Cats happens after everyone left. It's true. You know, mm. it's like everything that happens with the actors and with the performances, no one is half-assing it. No one's phoning it. No one's just like mm -hmm. taking their paycheck today. 
everyone there cares so much. That's so insane. It's, it's, e- it's even now, the poetry yeah. that it's based on is not serious poetry. No. It was dumb poetry by a serious poet. Right. I have an English degree, people. Let me use it. Like, it's, he was a very serious poet, T.S. Eliot. And then he was like, I'm just going to make these cute, funny poems about my cats. <laughs> yeah. And somewhere, I assume hell, uh, he is laughing. He is laughing <laughs> loud and proud. Oh, to the yeah. First National Bank uh, of the, Hell. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> go around and say if you think T.S. Eliot is in hell. <laughs> <laughs> he was very close I with think, Ezra Pound. And I'm going to go ahead and call that a tie because I think we all agree it's cats. Uh, finally, a film you figure most other panelists have forgotten about. Y'all already. Y'all all Y'all done, done, all, done already. Already done. forgot about Doolittle. Kind of true. Kind of true. I mean, I want to say no. (laughs) No, because Dan Greger wrote it. I know. Well, I'm not, this is no shade on Dan Greger. Yeah, and John Cena <laughs> is in Doolittle, the professional wrestler. So, so we're both I, actually I would intimately. Love, <laughs> I would love to forget Doolittle, but every time it comes up on my, I apparently accidentally hearted it on Twitter, and it just keeps coming back to haunt me. And it's like, you seen it yet? Yeah, did you like, see it yet? We know you didn't, because no one did. Did you see it yet? And it's, I could stand for Doolittle. To Doolittle is step emailing back. you like it's a Democratic yeah. presidential candidate. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hi, Lindsay. Do you have eight dollars? Lindsay, we need you now. <laughs> Um, I think the movie everyone's forgotten is Underwater. Oh, wow, yeah. And it, what's so totally crazy forgotten. is I think the movie has even forgotten itself because yeah. <laughs> I, I saw it and it's like a memory of a memory of Alien. And along the course of the film, uh, I think it, it's, it's, it forgets like what has happened. And it's like, <laughs> oh, right. Um, so we're still just underwater, I guess. Oh, my God, like... we're in the middle of a movie right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let's finish this. I don't even think I remember hearing about it. Kristen yeah. Stewart. I must have heard about yeah. it. Yeah. The trailer had ooh and did all the letters, you know, trailers do. That was its big iconic moment for me. Which is just U. an alien thing. UN. UND. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. The alien mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Okay. It's a rip. Okay. Solid. Points in that round. Oh, boy. This is a tough one. This is a very tough one. I'm going to give it to Katz just because now I'm fucking thinking about, what's his name? Monka Strap? Monka Strap. Monka Strap. <laughs> He's got a song in the original musical, right? He must. They all do. I mean, he sings a lot. He sings uh, the Gumby Cat. He sings Jenny Annie Dots' yeah, song. Yeah, but that's not his song. I know. He's just the worst. He's the dirt worst in that movie. <laughs> but uh, what and an then asshole! It's like, who but, made you? Who put you in charge? No one. But they, so they each. Here's what blew my mind. They each do their audition to die, right? Yes. Like they, it's two hours of. They would like to go and each die. one going yeah. and like auditioning to, to die, and then they pick one and she dies. And she goes up, 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 up to the heavy yeah. side layer. And then, and then, Judy Dench turns to us and says. In summary, cats are not dogs. Looks directly at camera. <laughs> yeah. And says. And dogs is coming full out. Full disclosure. Next yeah. yeah. Cats yeah. are some no, are big we, and we some are small, and they're not dogs. A Good lot night. on tights and fights. How this is why the wrestling community has embraced cats so strongly is because cats is wrestling. Oh, yeah. Like oh, wow. each colorful character comes out, cuts a promo on the other cats. And then just fucks off, and it's like there's no there's no real payoff to everyone cats else's. Is the Royal Rumble? It's the Royal Rumble, and it's like why do they want to die, and why do the cats that are really happy with their life? Why would Buster for Jones want to be reincarnated? He, he seems, seems like he's having a grand old time. Like he's having a ball. Why would Skimble Shanks want really... to go off and into then, the atmosphere? And then, so then Grisabella goes up, 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 up yeah. to the heavy side layer. She gets She's to come back and live the life that she has always dreamed yeah, of. Yeah, because she was shamed into the heavy side layer. That life is going to end. So then what? Yeah. Well, then I, she's just fucked. I have a huge strong theory and I know that I'm right that they're already dead in the movie and it's about getting back 
to be alive. Oh, so it's a purgatory okay. situation. And it's like cats have. Oh, nine and that's lives. why the streets are like vaguely yeah, like London, but not actually. So yeah, yeah. Oh. like a dream, Lon- like a memory London. A purgatory. Yeah, cats. exactly. But then going yes. back to the end, what would be the advantage of being a dog? Like, There's no does, advantage this to being a dog. That's to dogs? what Judy Dench wants to let you know. Yeah, this doesn't happen to just dogs or rabbits or, or I'm a cat person and I really felt like the anti dog propaganda at the end was a bit much. It was. You know, I'm like, you know what? No one's here because they don't like cats, Judy. Right. Back it up. It, it's just it's it's a song at the end where she just like tells you everything about cats yeah. and it has nothing to do with what's come before. Yeah. And twice she's like, Cats are not dogs. And it's not even really Nobody just, thought they were. And that's nobody not even, shows up it's not even commentary. It's no. just like they're not dogs. Yes. They're not like, give it some cats are not do- It's Cats are not dogs. Like that. Like she does, <laughs> yeah. I know that you can't see what I just yeah. did. But like, a, like, but like a knowing look, a knowing yeah. glance. And then they repeat yeah. the line with a chorus, with yes, like a very do. slow, grand, gravitas-laden it's chorus to remind you most... once again, in fact, a cat is not a dog. Fucking bad shit. Hmm? So uh, okay, great. what are the scores? Christian Duenas. Oh, my God. Andrew Lloyd Webber has seven... Renaissance Paintings has five. That's okay. Now it's like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Game is young. It's time for a round. We're calling another round. Bites the dust. The Oscars are one week apart from the Super Bowl this year, so it's a perfect opportunity to celebrate the frequent hybridization of sports and cinema that is the sports movie. Don't care about sports, love sports movies. In honor of that, our writers have scoured the internet for lists of some of the greatest songs from sports movies. So this is very simple. I'm going to play a clip of a song from a sports movie. I'll ask you a trivia question, maybe from the song, maybe from the movie. Buzz in with your team name when you know the answer. If you are correct, you will get a point. If you are wrong, but you have a funny answer, you might get a point as well. Let's find this looks out like a together. Kale, no, Kale is going to destroy this. <laughs> you think? Maybe. Yeah, Kale's, yeah. Yeah. Let's find out. Uh, kicking it off with a football movie, the 2000 comedy, The Replacements, starring Keanu Reeves, John Favreau, Orlando Jones, Gene Hackman. It's a story of um, scab football players. I guess there's a, a, a football union strike or something. And they try to finish out the season for the fictional Washington Sentinels during that strike. Here is a clip of the movie's players in jail after a bar fight against the striking players. And then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong. And I grew strong. And you know I hate this damn song. I learned how to get along and so you're back from outer space. I just walked in. <laughs> Is this like the sports movie equivalent of when they dance around a table in like Practical Magic? And then <laughs> yeah. that scene in like every woman's yeah. movie? Okay. We always have to bring it to that. Here's the question. Gene Hackman stars as the coach in that movie. What other famous sports movie did Gene Hackman previously star in as the coach? Sitting... Um, I'm just going to guess yeah. everything on this one. Um, okay. I'm going to say Rudy. What's that? No. Okay. Incorrect. Oh, Cats. I was going to guess Bring It On. Nope. No. No. Gene Hackman and Bring It On. <laughs> what a different movie that would be. Got time for that. I think, Is there yeah. time to remake that? Can we do that? Oh, they, I mean, they're gone. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Everything oh, yeah. will come back around. Uh, one more. Kale? Karen? Gene Hackman is the coach oh, wow. in The it's Longest fake. Yard. No. Gene Hackman is the coach in um, the uh, uh, the Bears, the baseball Bears. The baseball <laughs> Bears. The, the bad news Bears? No. The bad news Bears. He could have. That's a good one. I like the sound of it. Karen, you want to take a swing? Well, he didn't, but I just want to say Field of Dreams for everything. No, in fact. It was Hoosiers. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, Hoosiers. That's a film. Of course. Uh, for a bonus point, uh, in what other famous football movie did John Favreau play a football player? 
Sandra Bullock. What was that movie? I want, I want this for you so badly. It's The Blind Side. Is it The Blind well, Side? Well, that's the Sandra Bullock movie. But that's not a football movie. It is a football movie. The Blind Side. No, but that's also that's <laughs> not true. That's not true, though. That's not it, though. Uh, he was younger. He was younger. It was like, let's say it was 93. Like Rudy. Rudy. Rudy is correct. I don't know who got it first. Was it. Chad? Chad. Point to you, Chad. All right. Question number two. In 1989, the baseball comedy Major League was released in theaters. It starred a young and handsome Charlie Sheen, Wesley Snipes, Corbin Burnson, Rene Russo, Dennis Haysbert. Uh, the film was written and directed by David S. Ward, a longtime Cleveland Indians fan who said he wrote the movie just because he wanted to see his team actually win. For a change, let's hear a clip of Charlie Sheen's character's theme song, Wild Thing by the Trogs. Fucking song. It is, of course, <laughs> X doing Wild Thing by the Trogs, the theme song of Charlie Sheen's character in Major League. Uh, there were three films in the Major League franchise. The question is, can you name the third one? <laughs> Major League 3. Oh, Colon. It's got a colon. <laughs> That's the end. Major League 3. Major it's, it's, got three. Got a it's got a colon. Let's get right through the colon. Uh, no. Wow, I'm not from here. I feel like... <laughs> I don't know. Okay, what are options? Major League. Major League 2. Minor League. Major League 3. <laughs> global Ball. It's something international. You would, you you might have just blazed right past it. Oh, like a fast the triple pitch. A's? Sort of. Major League 3, the minor leagues? You are <laughs> so close. You're so warm. I am A sweating. league of its own. No. Yeah, that's a sequel. 10,000 leagues. Under <laughs> <laughs> the minors. Under the, yeah. No, it was Major League Back to the Minors. Back You're so the close. Minors. You're so close. Uh, was, you know, you gotta, yeah, Kale kind of got there, so you know. it's kind of a point to you. Uh, okay. For a bonus point, a bonus real point, Wesley Snipes did not return for Major League 2. He was replaced by Omar Epps. Can anyone name the character that they both played? I... I by the way, if you gave me all day, I couldn't. Yeah, no the answer I probably saw it. Answer is no. Yeah, the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Your answer is correct. So you do get the bonus point. The answer is uh, Billy uh, Willie Mays Hayes. Oh, so fun. Uh, never would have gotten that in a hundred thousand years. Clever though. Okay, I think uh, the '80s underdog <laughs> classic, The Karate Kid, is now being developed for a Broadway musical because, of course, it is. Oh dear. Uh, the book is being penned by the original writer of the movie, Robert. Robert Mark Kamen, that's too many names, means we might be able to anticipate a stage number variation on this Bill Conti song, maybe the least subtle Bill Conti song of all time, and that's saying something. God damn it. That is a fucking that's a classic I'm sorry but yeah, I need to see that yeah that song slaps the booth mm. just got so lit yeah. Yeah. super <laughs> lit you use lit Kale. and slaps in the same sentence <laughs> isn't yeah. he cool peak, peak millennial I'm, cool in, I'm in middle school <laughs> <laughs> alright so who wrote and performed the theme song for Karate Kid Part 2 Glory of Love which is literally parenthetically titled theme from Karate Kid Part 2 Andrew the, these are hard I know <laughs> they're very hard can we have the year I'd say Andrew Lloyd Webber yeah I would say 86-ish 86. 87 maybe Nena <laughs> no it was not Nena <laughs> she had one hit it was in 1983 and then she went away <laughs> she didn't die that was a rumor people said she died she didn't 
Yeah, Neither Chad, did Mikey. Stop saying that. <laughs> From um, the like don't, commercials don't ads. Don't feel like you're dead to me. Okay. <laughs> uh, glory of Love. Does anyone remember the song? That's the glory of love. No, no. <laughs> That's power we of love. We already tried that one. <laughs> From Back to the Future, part one. <laughs> Which was Huey Lewis in the Lewis. news. Which is, of course, Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> Who, by the way, I just got to profile for Esquire's uh, oh, Hell yeah. Issue. I'm so excited. I just saw the printout yesterday. <gasps> the photos wow. are gorgeous. Oh, my God. He turned 70 this year, and he's still <gasps> so fucking yeah. hot. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Anyway, that's beside the point. <laughs> no, Glory it's not. of love. <laughs> Glory the uh, Thompson twins. No! <laughs> Peter Sager? Oh, God! Come Seriously? On. No! You're so close, though. Genesis. Peter Seagal. Peter Gabriel. No! no. Something Sager. You're not, you're not fucking leaving this studio until you get so close. Pete Sampras. No! Sager? Pete no. Seager. Pete. No. Pete. Peter. Peter. Peter Piper. Gabriel. A, oh, A, no. B, C, D, mm-hmm. B, C. Mm-hmm. Peter, k- k- Peter, ch, ch. <laughs> s, s, Peter, s, Peter, s, Peter, ch, Peter, ch, Peter, seal, Peter, surprise, Peter, surprise. You're you're saying you're saying a long list of things, but you're you're trying to sum things up. So you would say summary. Peter. Oh, oh, Peter. Oh, a long list of things. Peter and then in, in summation, etc. <laughs> Peter, etc. Peter, Cedra. Peter, Cedric, said. Peter, Peter, Cedar. Peter, Cedar. Cedric, Peter, Cedar. Listener, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, listener. I'm listener, tearing my hair out. Listener, as well. calm down. <laughs> Monk a rat. No! <laughs> it's monk a strap. Peter Cetera. Cetera. Oh. Am I in a room full of people who've never heard of Peter Cetera? I've yes. never. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I know you just turned 30 and stuff. But Jesus Christ. You've heard of Peter Cetera. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm no dummy and I'm no angel. <laughs> but I haven't. The only wow. song Chad has ever heard is the Don't Call Me Angel song from the new Charlie's <laughs> Angels. Jesus. What a How does that go, by the way? Live. That came and went. It's awful. I know. It uh, it's, uh, but that... if there's a job op. <laughs> I give uh, okay. cats a point for Thompson Twins, though. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that was solid, but no real points. Now, so there are three no Karate real. Kid sequel films. There's a sequel series, Cobra Kai. Hillary Swank starred in The Next Karate Kid and then went on to win her second Oscar in what other sports fighting movie? Baby, being, 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 uh, cats. Uh, Big boys million, don't cry. Million Dollar million, Baby. Yeah, million, million Dollar, dollar baby. baby! Did you know, here's a little fun, tiny little tidbit. We don't have time. No, yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, it is the hugest waste of time. The what? house that Hillary Swank lives in in Million Dollar Baby is the house that um, Shailene Woodley lives in in Big Little Lies. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Hey. What a oh, terrible yeah. house. Oh, that's kind of fun, right? That's one of those yeah. facts where you go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's happened to me. I've shot a movie and then seen another movie with the same location that I it's shot. Just in. Fun. Yeah, it's, it's just fun. fun. It's just fun. It's just Hollywood. All right. Question number four. Last one. The uh, sports comedy film Cool Runnings about the first Jamaican Olympic bobsled team was a hit in 1993. Jimmy Cliff did a cover of I Can See Clearly Now on the soundtrack of that movie. It reached the top 40. But fans may remember this song from the movie more clearly. <laughs> Some people say you know them can't believe Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. We have yes. Wonder is and one Junior. You sank the fastest of the fastest of Jamaican sprinters. Go to Olympics, fight for Jamaica. Okay. So, uh, all right. 
So Cool Runnings was the last film released prior to the death of what famous comedian who starred in that film as the coach, Irv Blitzer? Um, uh, Cats, uh, Phil Hartman. No. Great guess. But I mean, oh, yeah. Cats, John, John Candy. So, <laughs> yeah, is it John Candy? John Candy is correct. Wow. For a bonus point. my best friend's favorite movie in high school, and now I have to call her. There you go. <laughs> Knew that friendship would pay off. Eventually. Uh, what year did the original Jamaican bobsled team go to the Olympics? Uh, sitting. Yeah. 1985. Not an Olympic year. But. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're 80, 84. <laughs> no. 86. Also not. 88. Yay! <laughs> okay, let's that. recap those scores. I thought that before you said it. Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber has 10 points. Renaissance painting has seven. I don't care. <laughs> so it's a, a lucky number, though. Yeah. It is. A, it's yeah. very, unless you want to win L- against someone who has ten. I'll be right back. Hi, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. We're both doctors. and Nope, just me. Okay, well, Sydney's a doctor, and I'm a medical enthusiast, and we create... Okay. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Every week I dig through the annals of medical history to bring you the wildest, grossest, sometimes dumbest tales of ways we've tried to treat people throughout history. Now lately we do a lot of modern fake medicine because everything's a disaster, but it's slightly less of a disaster every Friday right here on MaximumFun.org as we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. And remember, don't drill a hole in your head. Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes, with us playing for the idea that Andrew Lloyd Webber should be revived or uh, not ridiculed. Given a constantly. Kennedy Center honors. Given a Kennedy performance. Center honor. Who I bet, I bet he already has one, right? No. Do they only give that to Americans? It, I actually I don't they, know. I think it's an American thing. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, so. he has whatever is closest to it. And if he doesn't, he will definitely get it in a Trump fucking presidency. Can we agree? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Kale Hills and Lindsay Kelp. Karen Strassman and Chad Westbrook are playing for Renaissance Painting. As we move on to a game we're calling Movie Life Coach, whether you like sports or not, there is something about the inspirational speeches that on-screen coaches give their players when the chips are down, the odds are stacked against them. Really get our blood a pumping. Uh, let's hear from one of the greatest of all time, Gene Hackman, who, of course, we all remember from Hooters. Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> Big tit. <laughs> Forget about the crowds, the size of the school, their fancy uniforms, and remember what got you here. Focus on the fundamentals that we've gone over time and time again. And most important, don't get caught up thinking about winning or losing this game. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. Okay, so you get it. You yeah. got it, right? It is funnier if you think about him talking to a bunch of yeah. Hooters waitresses. <laughs> yeah, right. I encourage you guys to hit the 15-second back button. So here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We asked our listeners to send in some things in their life that they need a pep talk about. So we got them lined up in this imaginary locker room. We're going to ask you, our teams, to play the role of an inspirational coach and give them the motivational speech that they need to get through whatever is hassling them in their lives. We'll start with you because you're a little bit behind Renaissance Painting. And they're behind in the they're game. They're just, they're, they're, you know, yeah, they're, mm. they're having a rough time. They need, they need a sports coach pep talk. 
from a sports coach. All right. You know what I'm a sports coach is. Yeah. I'm real good with sports talk. Okay. At Janisa Nerd says, I would love a movie-style pep talk for getting out of bed on a cold morning oh, when I'm snuggled and curled up with my cat. Okay. Team, Renaissance Painting, your time starts now. Hey, sweetie. Uh, I feel you, girl. Is it a girl or a guy? Uh, <laughs> Either way, you know, I mean, this is part of it. This is part of it. What's, I don't know. What's their name? Uh, I, uh, Janisa, I to, at Janisa Nerd. At Janisa Nerd. Hey, I girl, feel you friend. because I have the same problem. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm coming at this with compassion. You know, starting off at your level. I am gonna take this blanket right now off of you. Feel that? That's colder now. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta feel the refreshing air of a new day. Yeah. You know, and you gotta also let your cat set her free. Set that animal free. I am going to you know, take your cat. Yeah. <laughs> your cat's going to be in the other room until you can get out of bed. And that cat, you know, if that cat stays on that bed too long, that's going to be a fat cat. And you don't want to do that to your animal. Yeah. You know, you want that animal to get up and get out into the world and run across the room. And that can give you motivation to run across that room too. To run into the kitchen. Put water in the coffee pot. Smell that coffee. Get out those kittles for the cat. Kittles! And bits. Yeah! And throw them in that cat bowl and let them just tumble over the side and see your cat jump up high in the air and catch that kibble right in its mouth. A victory! Jesus. I am gonna, was, I'm gonna I take bet. I'm gonna take your I'm gonna take your hands. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was beautiful. That was unbelievably beautiful. An inspiring coach and her weirdly menacing friends. <laughs> Enjoyed it. You got a couple points for that one. Uh, okay, Team Andrew Lloyd Webber and Coburn says, "Get me through this entire 2020 election cycle." Got your work cut out for you. Inspire oh, her. God, I mean, I strongly feel that as an English person, I should just be able to give you a stern look. But since this has to be a speech, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get through this together. Absolutely. Right. All we have is each other. All we have is each other. It's not going to be easy. There's no time for sugarcoating here. There's yeah, no time. If you wanted us to tell you it was going to be easy, you're shit out of luck. Because <laughs> it's not. No. This no is one... going to be hard. This is going to hurt. It's going to hurt, but is it going to be worth it? It's so going to be worth is it. Is it going to be worth it to fight for what is right? Yeah. And you know, if you don't get out, what's that going to do? Who else are you going to leave in this? The only thing we have control over is what we do. You don't have any control over what happens. But the only way to make a difference is for us to all get through this together. Yes, it's annoying to get an email, another email from Pete Buttigieg asking for $8. I'm not giving you $8, Pete. I'm not. No. But what I am going to do is give you my attention. And what we're all going to do is give you our attention, not necessarily Pete. I mean, come on. Yeah. But if he gets it, listen. If yes. he gets it, he can have all of my $8. He can have the whole $8. But what's important right now is we're all struggling but we've all got a band together. There's no time for napping. There's no time for scrolling by. We have to pay attention to this. And we're going to Iowa. <laughs> and we're going to Wisconsin. <laughs> I became Solid. an American citizen last year <laughs> so that I could give this speech and say no to the worst timeline. We'll get through this together. All you have is your voice, and You better fucking use it. You better goddamn <laughs> use that thing. 25 points to you on that. Oh. There's, there's yeah. no chance. Yeah. <laughs> Point to you. Or Chad will take your cat. Solid. I am going to go ahead and grab that. <laughs> yeah. Team Renaissance Painting at Sheep Launcher. At Sheep Launcher says, I need a pep talk on how to stand up to the person who microwaved fish in the office. <gasps> oh. All right. 
Get your ass in gear and do it. <laughs> Very quick. <laughs> you know, get up and chew some raw garlic, walk over to that person and go, Fight fire with fire. Bottom line is you have an issue, it sounds like, with confrontation. And this boils down to something in your past that you're not confronting. I think you don't want to confront yourself. I think if you march your fucking ass into, I don't even know, where do you work? I'm going to imagine it's a big dome. (laughs) A bunch of desks. Stand center and demand that whoever is doing that step forward. You look him square in the eye and you say, stop. Microwaving Microwaving fish. Mackerel. I'm a human. And I, (laughs) and I don't want to smell that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and if all else fails, eat beans for lunch and sit next to him. I guess. Wow, that really ended on such a, such a soft (laughs) note. Such a vulnerable note. <laughs> I think it was like it was kind of like an emotionally, you know, open place. Yeah, I felt like you needed it as much as right. Sheep Launcher did. <laughs> Thirty-one points. <laughs> uh, finally, Team Andrew Lloyd Webber at Classy Looking Nerf Herder on Instagram says, "I could always use a pep talk that my work is good and not a pile of shit. So I should just get started, even though I'm scared. It's going to be a pile of shit." Talk them up, guys. Their you know, is in your hands. Yeah, this is a tough one. I, as well as being a wrestling podcaster and cats aficionado, I'm an author. So I spend a lot of time looking at a blank page, mm-hmm. thinking everything that's coming out is a piece of shit. Oh, boy. And it's not easy. It's, it's hard. But to borrow from Chad, <laughs> this is on you. Only you right now believe that what you're going to do is a piece of shit. No one else can tell you it's a piece of shit because it's in your head. It doesn't exist yet. It's your work. Who's going to tell you it's a piece of shit? Nobody, because it doesn't exist. So you've got to look inside yourself. You've got to talk to yourself. Mm. Mm. You've got to ask Yes. if what you're doing is important. Oh, yeah. Do you have <laughs> something to say? Amen. Does the world need to hear it? Preach it to me. Why is this thing important to you? Yeah. Uh-huh. And if it's important to you, maybe it's important to someone else. Oh, I needed that. Maybe this work <laughs> that's inside of you that you're afraid to release, maybe is the one thing that's going to change someone's life. Yeah. And you're withholding it because of your own fear? <sighs> Who are you to keep this work from the world? Amazing. The world grace. deserves this work. The world How needs sweet. this work. And you cannot hold it back from them. Let it go. Let it out. Let it loose. Create this work, reach your potential, do it for everyone. You got, I mean, that was a crescendo <laughs> that you just fucking did. And you're actually crying, Lindsay. <laughs> I'm wearing mascara and it's going to go badly. You made yeah. yourself cry oh, with your I believe own, my own bullshit. inspirational 100%. talk, your regular, regular Richard Simmons. <laughs> 87 points on that one. <laughs> so okay, let's recap our scores. We can do this. Uh, that is the end of that. Let's recap our scores. Uh, Christian's doing the math. Scores are as yeah, follows. Yeah, it's tied. Andrew Lloyd Webber, 123. <laughs> Renaissance painting, 45. I did some kind of weird math puzzle that gave us a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. How exciting. Oh, oh, yeah. What a thrill. Yeah. You find that kind of thing in like Games Magazine That's or something. That's something you know about just, yourself now. Yeah. I'll be damned. Well, congratulations. And Andrew Lloyd oh. Webber, by the way, is... 
his reputation is totally fixed. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Amazing. your feelings on him are 100% fact now. Evita is good. Good. Evita is great. Yeah. Um, uh, Phantom of the Opera is great. Sunset yeah. Boulevard. Sunset nothing Boulevard better. Is literally the best thing that ever happened. There's nothing that's better. Uh, okay. So now, before we go, let's all plug what we want to plug. And then, just to offset the ego karma, let the world know about something that you love that someone else made that you want everyone to know about. We'll start with you, Lindsay. Uh, I would love to plug uh, myself. Uh, well, yeah. So, yeah, I am on uh, the internet at Lindsay Kelk and Tights and Fights, the wrestling podcast I co-host there. Uh, and for someone else, oh, my goodness, there's too many, but I am going to choose my friend and inspiration, uh, Danielle Radford, who is a fellow co-host of Tights and Fights. She is also a writer for Screen Junkies and on her host, she writes the Honest Trailers uh, and she is fantastic. So go follow at Danielle Radford on Twitter also because she is the best. Truly great. Truly. She has been on this show and I love her. Yay. She's great. Kale Hills. Um, I'm online on Twitter and Instagram at Kale Hills. You can see me perform at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater with my Herald team most Mondays. We're called Pony. You can see me and Chad the second Monday of every month at 11 in a show called Queer World, which is the only show at UCB with an all-queer cast. Um, so that's where you can see me. And uh, other things in the world that are good are the Greta Gerwig episode of Script Notes. Ah. Very helpful, very genuine. And uh, your public library. Uh, always remembering and forgetting and then remembering again how much stuff there is at the library. It's so great. Yeah, yeah. you can get the New York Times for with a free subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the whole Criterion collection. There's a lot. Cool. It's so great. So Apparently cool. more people went to public libraries in 2019 than went to the movies. Is that true? I it's read that today. such an important this resource. Yeah. yeah. The downtown one. You've been to the downtown mm-hmm. recently? It's beautiful. Yeah. It's so beautiful. But they have a kiosk at the front desk that is that will, um, you press a button and it spits out a short story. Oh, cool. And it can be like a one minute read or a five minute read uh, or one for kids. That's fun. It's mm. so great. It's like long, uh, like a CVS fun. receipt. Just like on a lunch break kind of thing, pop yeah. in. And oh, that's really it's cool. It's so cool. So I love that. Thank you for that, Kale Hills. Oh. You're a gem. Uh, Karen Strassman. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter oh. at, at Karen Strassman, Instagram at Karen Strassman, www.karenstrassman. Don't actually go to that. Facebook page. That is garbage. That won't take you But it's cool because nobody in the world has my name, so if you find my name. everywhere. Yeah. Resident Evil 2 Remake is really fun. I play Annette Birkin. Uh, you can see me on Creepshow, Bosch, Penny Dreadful, um, and the Onania Club by Tom Six will be coming out soon. Um, my very favorite charity is the Covenant House, and they house um, homeless youth. And not only do they give them a place to stay, but they literally give them an education, give them a high school degree, give them whatever they need to create a life for themselves. And um, that's you just go online and go on. The Covenant House. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful charity. Um, yeah. Thank you, Karen. Everybody's good and pure of heart in here. Don't fuck it up, Chad. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I just do two things of myself. Um, follow, you can follow me at Chad Westbrook everywhere. Um, I want to just say again, I, I made a music video called Convertible, A Car Without a Roof. Um, it's my drag persona stepmom. Um, it's my favorite thing I've ever done, and I love it. Check that out. Um, and then I want to promote, KL Hills did a um, 73 questions, like Vogue 73 questions video. It's it one of my favorite things so on the internet, oh, thank you, too. whether or not he's that. my friend. It's so um, funny. It's so good. It's just a one shot take and it's like in a beautiful home and it's so well done. It's so funny. Where huh? do you find it? YouTube? Um, YouTube and it's on his Twitter. Yeah, YouTube, Vimeo, Twitter. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Thank you guys. Kale Hills, Lindsay Kelk, Karen Strassman, Chad Westbrook, thank you for playing Troubled Waters. You there with the AirPods. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Kale Hills. I'll see ya. <laughs> Lindsay Kelk. Hi. Karen Strassman. Au revoir. Chad Westbrook. Welcome. Let's start this. Theme <laughs> music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thanks to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. And our producers are Christian Duanius and Laura Swisher. And we love you. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.